This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Here's an example of a corn and soybean record update that we provide to our clients. We also update a generic Elliott Wave chart to show them where we are in the likely market progression. I mentioned 537 a couple of reports ago as a technical target for a rebound in December corn, and it has proven to be a barrier. We hedged a third of our expected new crop corn production at 536. It could be jabbed, which is why we set an additional target for sales at 542. The chart pattern is also set up as a potential head and shoulders bottom. That would project to 581 in December corn. Sell $6 December corn calls relative to your risk appetite. I would expect such a rally to be a spike based on a weather threat. I will change the price target for hedging the remaining third of expected 2023 corn production from 548 to 576. If as expected, favorable growing conditions materialize in the latter half of June, then I would expect a major breakdown into a summer low as the fifth wave unfolds. We are able to count a smaller degree fifth wave decline from the April 3rd high in November soybeans, April 18th high basis July, to the recent low. This rally too is likely to be a fourth wave correction. First resistance is just above $12 and old broken support sets a tougher barrier at $12.50 in November soybeans. Resistance at old broken support is $13.92 basis July. USDA thinks that this is a 52 bushel soybean crop. Good thing that it is made in August. An economic checkup. A mostly bullish reaction was sparked by the monthly jobs report released. New non-farm payrolls totaled 339,000 for May versus expectations of 190. However, the unemployment rate ticked up by more than expected from 3.4 to 3.7%. Caution was paid to the fact that the bulk of the jobs gained were summer-based leisure service and construction jobs, while positions were cut in manufacturing and higher-paying financial service jobs. It was also a concern to some that the higher-than-expected jobs number would give the green light to the Federal Reserve for continuing to raise interest rates. The Fed Funds rate futures market showed the implied odds of a June rate hike jumping from 26 to 32 percent immediately after the jobs report was issued. Bond prices initially moved lower as stock prices rallied, and the dollar index crossed back into positive territory. The U.S. dollar index has exhibited notable strength over the last month, having come up a little more than 4% from its early May low. A reversal back higher for short-term interest rates has helped to track capital into the United States, while safe haven buying has also occurred in reflection of investors' worries about the global economy. A strong dollar is another potential negative for grain export demand after a long period of prices being weighed on by weak trade performance. Treasury securities are generally viewed as risk-free because they are backed by the full faith and credit of the United States. But that notion has been tested lately because of the government getting within days of defaulting on its debts. The debt deal seemed to have forestalled default for now, but the suspended debt ceiling raises issues of other sorts for the economy. Almost immediately, the government will have to raise even more debt by selling larger quantities of treasuries, which could have the effect of adding excess bond supply into the market in a way that leans on prices and pressures interest rates higher. In the long term, additional public debt adds trillions of dollars of servicing costs that will require more spending in the future. 
The cost of public debt has never been higher in terms of the amount of interest that the government is charged relative to our ability to pay it. Federal debt is currently over 120% of gross domestic product. The relative size of the debt is one major difference between today and past examples of the economy under higher interest rates, like in the early 1980s, when the debt-to-GDP ratio was less than 35%. If interest rates cannot go any higher without causing severe damage to the economy, how will high inflation be dealt with? A recession would likely dampen the inflation rate further after recent data have already shown softening prices in many sectors, including food and energy. A potential issue going forward will be that retail prices for items like groceries and gasoline stay sticky high because companies are unwilling to readjust prices for consumers after benefiting from wholesale costs returning lower. With most traders now pricing in an elevated risk of recession ahead of the major shift anticipated for monetary policy, this summer could feature extra volatility across most markets, including grains and livestock. It is most certainly not the same market as before the Federal Reserve began its rate hiking program about a year and a half ago. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial. And each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.